0: You see, for the Christian that's trying to live a life chasing mammon, chasing money, and chasing God at the same time, you will come to a crossroads where God is right here and money is right there. And if you're the type of person that's thinking, man, how much more could I make if I didn't have my morals? You have already stepped a foot in this direction, the money direction, the mammon direction. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning it it is Monday here change. on Church oh. Confessions. Oh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Mang Hecke. Uh, welcome to episode 131. Jeez oh, Every week it just keeps on going up. Um but yeah, welcome guys. You know, this episode is, uh, you know, it's going to be one of the one of those transparent episodes. A lot has been going through my mind the past week. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to really open up to you guys about some things that, well, God checked me, so we'll get to that. But before we get to that, you know, we're two weeks away, or less than two weeks away from the Poetry Jam, and we are getting things in order. I told you guys about how we're going to live stream it. I told you guys about how we're going to have like the limited in-person attendance and all that different stuff um we're still trying to figure things out technically i mean it's gonna happen live stream and stuff like that but there are specific things that we want to when i say we want to i'm talking about me because i'm figuring this stuff out but uh there's a specific thing that i want and i'm still trying to figure out how to make sure it's like gonna be perfect so but by the grace of god you guys will be hearing about the official link and access to the live stream um this week that's for sure probably today we'll see we'll see (laughs) we'll see um but yeah no like that that stuff is going to be squared out this week definitely um and yeah everybody's going to have the link everybody's going to be able to tune in and and it's going to be really dope i'm very excited for this poetry jam for real um but yeah we're getting everything in order for that um you know i i really appreciate the love this past week guys you know it's my birthday and you know, a lot of you guys reached out and, and you know, really poured out love. And, and let me say that I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you guys for that. And, um, you know, it was to my surprise. And, you know, I waited a long time to announce this. But um, on my birthday, I received a full time offer to a job. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for the past couple of years, you know, you know how much that means to me and it happened on my birthday. And that was probably the best birthday gift I've ever gotten. Um, I think it's safe to say that. Uh, It was my first job, my first career job, um, my first salary ever. And, you know, that was just a really big deal for me. And technically, today is my first day, Monday. (laughs) Today today is my first day as as a salary employee. And um, I just want to give all the glory, honor, and praise to God. And this is not really what I want to talk about this episode, but it's definitely something that I need to talk about. Um, It's the fact that from the time that I graduated college to the time that I actually got, you know, my foot in the door was 18 months, ladies and gentlemen, 18 months. Like I started the temp program like in September. So that's 18 months. And you know, what I really want to say to anybody that's in a similar position, like you just graduated or maybe you didn't just graduate. It's been a while since you graduated. You've been looking for a job left and right, barely getting any interviews, barely getting any callbacks, none of that stuff. You apply that job. They never reach back out to you. You know, it looks like it's a dead end. You you also don't even know what you want to do with your life, because remember, I, I graduated trying to go to law school, but then I didn't want to go to law school no more you know you're trying to figure out what to do with your life you don't know what you know god's not speaking how he how you want him to be speaking it's been months it's been years maybe it's been a long time you know you have your certain relatives that might look at you a little certain way that might say things to you um you have worried parents you have all the pressure on your shoulders you wake up in the morning and you feel like you're nothing you feel like you're worthless you feel like you don't add any value to anybody's life and you feel like it's never going to end i want to talk to you because i was you And I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in your life, I don't know why God has you waiting so long. I can't say that. I I don't know. But what I do know is that he's not going to keep you there. And what I do know is that your end is going to be beautiful. And and, and I'm not talking about just, you know, he's going to work out your situation. He's going to save you from your situation. And he's also going to, you know, give you that eternal life after this life is done. Because, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird. I'm, I'm kind of going on a tangent. But, you know, not only is it that when you're faithful to God, he can give you rewards here, but he's also going to give you rewards have in heaven. And I don't say this to toot my own horn because I know the, the times where I had to ask God for forgiveness for my faithful faithlessness. But throughout that entire time of being unemployed, I made sure that I got behind this mic and I spoke the word of God because I know that that's what God wanted me to do. So I want you to while you're in this place, this season of waiting, while you're in this season of not knowing what's going to happen next, remain faithful to what God is calling you to do. Even if it's something that you don't understand why you're doing it, or it's so tedious, or it's so, it seems like so small, do it and be faithful to it. Show God your faithfulness. Uh, my sister sent this like TikTok video to me, and there's this guy like talking about one quote that he that changed his life and how, you know, like there was this guy in the woods with his horse and the horse was a talking horse, I guess. <laughs> and like, it was so much fog in the woods. And like the boy was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I can't see where I'm going. And then the horse apparently talks to the guy and says, you know, um, do you know your next step? And the guy says, yeah. Then he says, then take that, you know. And there's a verse in the Bible that my professor used and a couple people have been using and it's really touching me. And, you know, I feel like it's really comforting for the people who don't know what tomorrow holds or doesn't know what their future holds or their career holds and so on. And it's Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine, And I really hope that it encourage, encourages you as it has encouraged me. And it says the secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. I believe that was Moses speaking to the children of Israel. Um yeah i believe it was and he was basically you know talking about the law but i think that this verse is more can still be applicable to our situation and just the fact that that general statement that he opens up with that verse and says the secret things are of the lord there are some things that god keeps a secret i still can't tell you to this day why i was unemployed for 18 months all i can tell you is that i'm not anymore And the secret things are of the Lord. Maybe at some point they're revealed to us. And the things that are going to be revealed to us, that'll be our concern. But there are some things that God's going to keep a secret from you. You know? And for a lot of us, it's the fact that we don't know where he's taking us. But focus on the things that he's revealed to you. Focus on the step that he's put in front of you. The secret things, he'll take care of it. They're his business. He'll take care of it and he'll take care of you. Like he like he took care of me. But let's go to the actual topic of this episode. (laughs) Um, and yeah, I want to talk about how God checked me recently because it was my birthday. And with the birthday comes times where you feel like, you know, you take that time to sit back and look back, right? And then as you're looking back, your mind also drifts to the fact that you're not exactly where you want to be in life right now, right? And I had those thoughts. As I have had for the past couple years of where I'm not where I want to be right now. I'm 24 years old now. Still young, right? Older than some, but still young for the most part. And um, the reality is that, you know, growing up, I I felt like I was going to be the young mogul, the young millionaire, the young person that everybody's impressed with, the person that gets all the praise, the person that figured it out, right? But I'm not. I don't have a lot of things figured out. I'm talking about secret things belong to the Lord, right? I don't have a million dollars. I'm not a mogul. I'm not much of any any of that stuff, right? I'm still, I'm still, you know, a child of God, and I still have worth. And we've had so many conversations about making sure we're not putting placing our placing our worth on you know things of this world. But nevertheless, you know, I had a moment. I had a moment where I was starting to feel like, dang, like you know, I wish I was I was there. You know what I'm saying? I was on Instagram. I was comparing myself to people on Instagram. You know. I was, I was, I was thinking about, you know, am I supposed to be doing this or doing that? Like, how come I'm not here? How come I'm not there? You know what I'm saying? I feel like majority of us, and I feel like, because I can't prove that it's majority, but I feel like majority of the people I have conversations with, we feel like this. You know, like our birthday is amazing at this point of our like life, right? But at the same time, we ask ourselves, like, hmm, what am I, what exactly am I doing? <laughs> and how come it's other people that are younger than me or it's people that are the same age as me that are living lavish, luxurious life? Oh, luxury Instagram is getting so annoying to me now. <laughs> I used to love it, but now it just makes me covetous. But I had these dreams, you know? Um, and as I was thinking about all this stuff, dissatisfaction started to creep in. And what I'll tell you is this, dissatisfaction this is that window that opens up for the devil. You know, it's that window of opportunity for the devil. He sees you dissatisfied about something, whoo, he's going to come in real quick. Um, so we got to be very careful. I want to start off by talking, um, by reading from Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. We're going to go to 19 and 24, all right? And then we're going to break it down. Verse 19 says do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also The lamp of the body is the eye if therefore your eye is good your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is bad your whole body will be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in you is darkness. How great is that darkness? Verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For neither he for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And if we talked about, well, may God bless hearing reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. We've talked about in other episodes what mammon is. Mammon is materials, all right? So other versions will say money. This one will say Mammon. Mammon, I guess I would say is more generalizing, right? But let's talk about it. Let's break it down. It says that cast your treasures up, you know, in heaven. Don't cast them here. Because where your treasure is, where your heart will be, right? You know, we we all have treasures, and by treasures we, we're talking about wants, right? We have we have things. In this life that we consider to be treasures, the big house, you know what I'm saying? A lot of money, the popularity, the respect from everybody. All of this stuff that is supposed to add some type of credit to us, some type of social value to us. We have these treasures. We have these wants. Every human being has wants, right? Some good, but mostly sinful, per experience. And when we don't have these wants, we long for them. And when we long for them, we chase after them. And verse 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's important to note that the first part of this passage up until 21 is really God telling us that, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be things that we want here on earth. There's going to be things that we chase after here on earth. There's going to be things that are in heaven, that are rewards are in heaven. And what he's asking us to do is chase after the heavenly treasure before we're chasing after anything of this world of course he goes into not being able to serve god and mammon and if you continue reading up until i believe um, verse 33 it says but seek ye first the kingdom of god and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you you see god doesn't want us to put our worldly fleshly wants and our treasures over him and our relationship with him he wants our main goal our main our north star if you will to be eternal communion with him in heaven and new jerusalem and so on right but we have these wants and what he tells us is that when we have these wants and we have these treasures and we value these things on whether it's earth or in heaven depending on what we value is where our heart will be also and we know that you know a lot of us have dreams and because we have dreams we have oriented our entire lives and the things that we do our entire our entire identity our entire um attitude in order to obtain that dream in order to obtain that treasure you you guys understand what i'm saying right so wherever your treasure is there your heart will be also so you can see why god wants us to value him and this and the afterlife more than What's here in front of us because one of them will yield eternal life while the other one actually leads us in a direction that is opposite of God. But why do we have these wants and why should we be mindful of these wants? Well, like I said, because they lead us in a direction that is opposite of God. Because many of our wants are sinful and they come from the flesh. In Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 5. Says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. You see how we contrast those things? Those that are after the things of the flesh, right, do mind the things of the flesh, but those that are after the things of the spirit, do mind the things of the spirit. So there's things of the flesh and there are things of the spirit, and they are not the same thing. And if you mind one and not the other, you will go in the direction of one and not the other. Continuing verse 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, this is this is the mind of the flesh, is enmity against God. It is against God. It, it, it's, uh, it, it has a problem. It's divided. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Here we see this comparison or this i guess i don't like sometimes i don't like to use big words but i've be using big words sometimes this juxtaposition i love that word between a life that is after the flesh and a life that is after the spirit they are not the same and they cannot be the same because a life after the flesh is enmity against god a life after the flesh cannot be subject to the law of god neither indeed can be it can't move with the spirit it can't produce the fruits of the spirit it can't do these such things it can't prove righteousness it can't show righteousness by God's standards it it, it just it can't it's it's the opposite they're not the same I've talked to you guys about how You know my professor says that all sin kind of roots back to these three concepts of self-fulfillment self-preservation and self-exaltation and i always like to ask myself am i doing this thing or do i want these things because of self-fulfillment self-exaltation or self-preservation and if i am then i have to slow my road and have to make sure that hey i need to be coming from a place that is spirit-led not flesh-led but going back to my story on wednesday i was quite unhappy My birthday is January 13th. I was January 12th, right? I was was quite unhappy, and I was thinking to myself, man, you know, I wish I was ahead. I wish I was further along, right? You know, I I was comparing myself to people on Instagram. You know, there's this guy. His name is, uh, damn, I think it's Ennis. Ennis Yalmazee. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that last name, but he does housing tours. Shout out to Ennis, man. I love, love, love this guy's content um and you know i used to watch this, this stuff all the time but like to that day it was bad because you know i was thinking to myself man well, how come i don't got a, one of these houses right you know i was starting to think and get this uh, y- y'all might uh, you know hey if y'all change your mind about me just let me know man maybe i'll maybe i'll stop being little <laughs> but you know sometimes I-, I i realize that transparency is the way to go so i'm gonna say it anyways you know i started thinking to myself hmm so what would life be like if I wasn't a Christian? Like what, how successful, how much money would I be able to make if I didn't have certain morals? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I to think like this, I did. Um, You know, and, and and it's interesting because I feel like, I don't know, it kind of made me, like, I wouldn't go, say that I went as far to resenting my 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 faith or anything like that, but you know, I was just thinking I was it was like one of those moments like, oh man, if I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, looking back, that's so shameful that I would even think like that and entertain thoughts like that. But I did. I was thinking, like, man, like, how much money would I make if I didn't care if like, you know what I'm saying, like about portraying any type of message, like it was just, you know, giving the people what they want, or it was just like, you know, making money. It was just about making money. You know. How much easier would life be if I weren't a servant of God? We have wants. And when we don't have these wants, we long for them. And when we long for them, we chase after them. And while chasing after them, what happens is we become servants to them. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, as we just read, says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he would be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And when I read this, and I read it a thousand times, but this time the Holy Spirit used it and hit me like a ton of bricks because the train of thought that I had, thinking to myself that, you know what? Oh my gosh, like, you know, why, you know, what would life be if I wasn't a servant of God? Would I be able to make more money? Would I be able to do this, do that? Because I wouldn't have the same type of set of, you know, Things didn't have to be spirit led. It could just be money led, fleshly led, and so on. You know, that that mindset is the frame. I believe that that's the foundation of what you would see in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. When it says, he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You see, for the Christian that's trying to live a life chasing mammon, chasing money and chasing god at the same time you will come to a crossroads where god is right here and money is right there and if you're the type of person that's thinking man how much more could i make if i didn't have my morals you have already stepped a foot in this direction the money direction the mammon direction and there's so many people that are living life like this and get this there are so many people that are walking down the road serving mammon still thinking that they they have this relationship this healthy relationship with the father <sighs> you can't serve them both and mind you it doesn't say that you can't have them both the Bible doesn't say you can't have mammon you can't have money and God at the same time but it says you cannot serve money you cannot serve mammon and God at the same time where is your heart where are your treasures what are you ch- really chasing after what is your number one priority that's what really matters because if it's on money I tell you you will get to that point when serving God hinders you from making money And then who will you choose? The reality is that, you know, yes, we have chosen to serve God. Yes, we have given our lives to Christ. We have to do that once. We never have to do that again. But I'll tell you this, man. There are times in life where you have to make the decision to continue to choose God. To continue to choose walking in the direction that he's at. To follow him. As Joshua said. Choose you today. Who you will serve. Are you going to serve God? Are you going to serve the people? Are you going to serve the materials? The money? You can't do it all at once. Hmm. There's this song. It's called Satisfied by the Walls Group. Finish listening to this episode, and then go and listen to that song. And I'm gonna read some of the lyrics, right? And then I'm gonna break it, break you know, it down with scripture, cause it's a very scripture based song. It says, <clears throat> "If I never get that house, that car, or be a superstar, and my dreams never come true, will I be satisfied by you?" It's talking to God, by the way. And if no one ever knows my name and my gifts don't bring me fame, mm, if everything I have someday I lose, will I be satisfied with you? Don't get me wrong. It'd be nice to have nice things and everybody loves the love that all those nice things bring. But when the lights turn out and it's just me and you, when you ask me to choose, then what will I do? see if i gain the world then i lose my soul who sticks by my side when my years grow old so it's not easy but when i think of you i want to be satisfied with you i'm kind of jumping down to one of these stances it says i've been searching for so long for something real something deeper than what i see out there took me a while now my search is through. Jesus, I'll be satisfied with you. And when reading these lyrics, I couldn't help but just think of Matthew chapter 16. It's also referenced in the song. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Mm-hmm. What good, excuse me, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. I, wanna, I want you to understand something that if you choose to follow God, there are some things that you need to know. Maybe you will be filthy rich. Maybe not. Maybe you're going to be famous and everybody's going to know your name. Everybody's going to respect you. Maybe never. But what I can tell you is that When you deny yourself and you surrender your life to Christ, life is actually what you gain, an eternal life, an eternal communion with him, a life as life ought to be. Per experience, I can tell you that that is where you find identity. That is where you find worth. And it's not one of those things where you have to, you know, it's going to satisfy you today and it's not going to satisfy you tomorrow. As long as you are in constant understanding of what it means that Jesus Christ died for you, you will find your worth in him. Is where I find fulfillment. Yes, it gets hard. Yes, it gets very challenging. Oh, man. But what I can say from my own experience when I'm in my right mind I don't regret serving God, and I don't believe I ever will. It's those that seek to gain the world that they end up losing their souls in the process, and they deny Christ, they deny his righteousness, they become their own gods, and they walk in a frenzy of sin. And let's get this straight. You don't have to be a Christian to recognize that. You don't have to be a Christian to agree with me. Because we all see the exploitation in the world. We all see the slavery. We all see the inequality. Right? Matter of fact, forget about looking at the world. You don't have to look at the world. You can look in the mirror. Oh, this is where it gets a little more deep. Because we know the times where we gave ourselves a reason to turn our backs on God and chase after our dreams or chase after the money, don't we? We could think back to the time when, you know what, maybe we put our morals to the side because the task at hand required us to be a little more edgy, maybe show a little more skin, maybe talk a certain way, maybe move with a certain crowd, maybe do certain things that they were doing that we we don't typically do, but we did it anyways. Isn't it funny how we always have a justification for the things that we do? Always have a justification for the dreams that we chase. For Hitler, it was Libenstrom. I'm not calling you Hitler, but <laughs> I just want you to understand that. Today I want you to choose again. Choose God again. Choose to follow him again. There is grace. There is grace. What he wants now is for you to come back and say, God, I choose you again. We don't know where exactly this path is going to lead, but we know who's leading us. Someone who loves us is someone who is sovereign. And someone who says that someday he's going to come back in his father's glory with all of his angels. And he's going to reward every person for the things that they have done. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I pray, Lord, that those of us that need to choose right now, we choose again in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that your glory be shown through our lives, oh God. Forgive us of ways we've fallen short. Forgive us. Help us to be better, Lord. Help us... Help us to move with you. Father, the temptations will come. The times will come, Father. But it is in those times we will recommit to you. It is in those times we will get back up. And we're not going to even relish on the fact that, hey, we're having these thoughts. We're going to get back up because we know this by your grace that we're able to get back up. And we're going to take advantage of that because that's what you want us to do. We're not going to move further from you. We're gonna move closer to you closer to you closer to you closer to you thank you in jesus name amen love you guys love you guys for real for real for real if you know somebody who needs this message please send it to them if you're watching on youtube or anything or if you're not watching on youtube i would really appreciate the like and subscribe just so we can get this message out to more people man so yeah, I love you guys. You guys have an amazing week. Holla at me.